This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, just in time for the summer travel season, we are learning that we may soon have one fewer independent airline. Air Canada is in exclusive negotiations to buy the company that owns Air Transat. Now, this comes hot on the heels of the announcement that WestJet has been bought by venture capital company Onyx, and they are going to take it private. So the big question with all of this is, what does it mean for consumers? Let me give you the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. And I am in studio with travel agent Jack Mendelson, who is a specialist in booking airline tickets. Hi, Jack. Hi, Libby. So uh, what is your thought on this? Well, there are a couple of considerations. One of them is... Uh the 30-day negotiation period that they have to come to uh, between the due diligence uh, by Air Canada. Uh, And then after supposedly all of those uh, dots are are eyed and the the crosses, the T's and everything, uh, it will be a question of if uh, Air Transat is going to be folded into Air Canada or if it's going to be left sort of a subsidiary uh, entity, Uh, although, you know, two competing uh, airlines in the same markets doesn't look uh, that promising either. Uh, What it would be for the consumer, depending, again, what's the final outcome, probably less competition, or they're going to manage the market uh, to their convenience. Okay, okay. I'll tell our listeners that Jack is my travel agent, and I'm in the midst of booking some tickets for the summer. And so here's the thing, what he found for me. And what he found was that booking the same set of tickets on Air Canada for myself and my husband, the difference between Air Canada and Air Transat was $1,000 for two tickets. And part of that flight, part of that overseas flight was on Air Canada Rouge, which in my experience is no more comfortable than Air Transat. So I'm wondering, you know, uh, what happens if they in fact do merge? Does that mean that we are all going to be saddled with higher ticket prices? Uh, um. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, the question is, uh, there is still a competition on the WestJet side that is expanding their uh, routings uh, internationally, not just the uh, domestic transporter and Caribbean. So, uh, but those prices could go up too. Why not? Uh, again, nobody wants to lose market share. That's uh, you know. The load factors, uh, each airline wants to keep them as high as they can because the seat that goes unsold, it's a, it's a loss or it's not, you know, revenue that they profit. So uh, you're not sure it will result in higher ticket prices? 
probably at the beginning, not. Once they consolidate the market and they know where they're standing, then probably you won't see that much competition. Uh, you know, we have some new entrants in the market uh, like uh, Flair and other airlines, low-cost and ultra-low-cost carriers in Canada. But uh, they are still not a, a factor in uh, in the business. But you see on the other side, on the western side, they have a Swoop, which is also an ultra-low-cost carrier for them. So there is still competition, and they're going to manage it uh, somehow. And uh, we'll have to see how it unfolds uh, with Air Transat and Air Canada. I'm also wondering about service. So... Air Canada has about 36,000 employees, 10,000 of them in Quebec, and Air Transit has about 5,000, also mostly in Quebec. To me, that says, uh-oh, I think jobs are going to be lost here. Hopefully not, uh, because they still have to maintain aircraft and everything. Um, maybe there'll be some attrition. Uh, hopefully not. Uh, but it's uh, it's hard to say what they're plan is going to be on how it's going to be folded uh, into the Air Canada camp. My perception is that ticket prices are already up, and I'm wondering, I'm thinking perhaps it's because we have that whole thing with the 737s. Do you find uh, when you're booking for your customers that prices are higher this summer than last? Uh, depending on what markets we're talking, each market is uh, price sensitive, but I can tell you something across the Atlantic going to Europe and beyond. The fares are still in comparison low. You can get a ticket, the base price ticket for three, four hundred dollars, but what makes it more expensive is what the airlines have done for years, the fuel surcharge, that in some cases is eight hundred dollars. So a four or five hundred dollar ticket ends up being twelve, thirteen, fourteen or more. Well call yeah. it a call it the ticket price or a fuel but surcharge. Doesn't matter to me. No, no but uh, you know, like the airlines defend themselves and say our fares are low. It's the taxes and the fuel surcharge that we have to charge. Like, just an example, the taxes in Great Britain are extremely high. You pay for a regular ticket in, in economic class probably $200 in all the British uh, taxes. So that increases the, the price dramatically. I mean, there's all the other add-ons, especially if you go low cost. I mean, one of the things about the whole thing that drives me crazy is you can buy a ticket, but the ticket doesn't include the seat, <laughs> which I think is just nuts. Uh, you know, so you have to start paying extra for the seat. The seat, depending on the flight, costs different prices. If you don't buy the seat, then you might be the person who gets bumped off the flight. Uh, and then you have to start paying for a bag. And, uh, you know, if you want a glass of water on the flight, you might have to pay for that as well. Well, it is true. And what happened is uh, many years ago, uh, everything was included in the price of a ticket, your seat selection or, or a seat. And even if you got the seat at the airport and uh, baggage and there was no discussions at all. But then suddenly decided, well, let's make it a la carte. Let's tell the public, buy what you want, buy what you need. And, uh, you know, some in the case of uh, some of the airlines that they have, depending on which they call it light uh, fares or econo fares, and then you have the flex fares. 
Sometimes when you add what you have to pay for seat selection if you want it and one piece of baggage, to go to the next level, the difference is not that much. Could be $20, $30, $40. Yes, and you have a family of four people, it's $150, $160, $200, whatever the number. Uh, but sometimes yeah, to buy the least expensive ticket, it's not the best idea because for a little more, you have the the inclusions. But I'm going to tell you now, as a joke, no joke, and uh, the, the airlines uh, will remain uh, nameless uh, in Europe, uh, ultra-low-cost uh, carrier, and then they have the idea that in some of the flights within Europe, they're going to have poles in their, uh, in their planes instead of seats. <laughs> and then so it will have a seat belt, you know, that hasn't been done yet, but the idea was uh, was there so that the seat would be cheaper um, and, uh, you know, the standing room for part of, uh, of the flight and then other seats uh, for people who wanted to buy a seat. And, uh, I mean, I think for safety reasons, it hasn't really gone approved. But uh, the same airline at one point uh, decided that they were going to start charging to use the washrooms on the flights. What? Yep. I don't think that would be legal. Um, they were starting to charge, but then they uh, got off from that. And uh, the guy who runs that airline is very, very creative, to say the least. <laughs> Now, Jack, you've given us one good piece of advice, which is before buying the lowest cost fare, check to see what's included and how much it costs to add on and and uh, what you might need there. What are some other tips so that we can get, you know, the fares that are the easiest on our wallets? The other thing that drives me nuts is when you're booking on your own, it's like one seat left book it now, or you, the algorithms. And it seems to me that if you look at it more than once, the price starts going up. Well, what happens is uh, the airlines control their inventories with letters of the alphabet, and they put X number of seats in each letter in each category. And once the lowest uh, fare has gone, you go to the next, next, next. So they need to have a mix of uh, the, a blended fare in order to uh, to make the money that they want. Um, obviously, you know, a lot of people feel very comfortable going into the websites of the airlines or other websites. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm biased. I'm a travel agent. But I would always say, you know, go with the travel agency. They have the tools, and they can give you the different options in, in one-stop uh, shopping. And, uh, you know, in case of trouble... If you have to go to a website, who do you talk to? If you have a travel agent, you know you have somebody there. Okay, <laughs> good good plug for travel agents. I certainly don't disagree. Uh, so, uh, again, people watching this a little nervous. Uh, what would you like to leave us with about the possibility of, of basically losing a bit of competition? Probably there's going to be less competition if uh, this uh, deal uh, comes uh, through, uh, no question about it, because even if uh, they leave uh, Air Transat as a standalone uh, subsidiary and taking part of the market, they are going to control the market, no, no question about it. One tip is when you have the time 
book in as much time in advance as you can because you are able to get the lowest fares. Now, there's always two ingredients on buying uh, any airfare, the advance purchase on one and what is available. Because sometimes you want to buy three months in advance and those seats that day or that time is sold out, so you have to look for some other alternatives. Okay. That's all the time we have for today. Jack Mendelson, travel agent, thanks so much for coming in. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.